Hey guys. Hey guys. It's Amber and Kendall here. Amber and Kendall back at you. Another week, another episode of Living Life. Legit. So, what did we talk about last week, Amber? We talked about Romans 2. That's what we talked about. <laughs> it has only been a week and I can't even remember this morning. So, <laughs> it's a very valid point. So, we talked a little bit about God's judgment, his we righteous did. judgment. He's the only one who can judge righteously. He can. He is, what'd you say? What? The judge, jury, and. He's the judge, jury, and def- I don't know. Judge persecutor? Not persecutor. No, Satan's the persecutor. Satan's the persecutor. Prosecuting persecutor. Prosecuting persecutor. And Jesus is our defense attorney. He is our defense attorney. The best one out there. And God is the judge, the jury. I'm not going to say executioner because <laughs> to do that. But there you go. So just judge and jury. Oh, man. So I think, are we just going to dive right in? Yeah. Dive in. We're going to talk about Romans 3 if you guys are following along in Romans. Okay, so in this episode, we're going to discuss God's faithfulness. So, through everything that we and His chosen people have put Him through, I don't want it to be thought of that Kendall and I have an issue with the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely do not. We don't because we're right there with the Jews. We sin all the time, yeah. and God constantly has to forgive us and continue to give us grace and his righteousness, which is why we're doing this. We just, you know, if you've read your Bible, you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, that's why I hope you're here. But <laughs> so, but we don't. Amber's right. We do not have an issue with the Jewish I do not. community. Jesus was a Jew. He was. So, and we love Jesus. Yeah. So, But uh, so after everything we put him through, God continues to remain faithful to us. So he has given us time and time again to, um, is this a typo, Kendall? <laughs> Probably. He has given us time and time again the ability to turn to him and to turn away from sin. So at the end of the last episode, we talked about the importance of circumcision. Kendall does not like that at all. But how it's the physical act that matters, but the circumcision or change of the heart that matters. Sorry, Kendall's typing really fast, guys. It's not <laughs> the physical act of circumcision. It's circumcision or change of your heart kendall and i really want to start a um worship band and i want our first single <laughs> to be circumcision of the heart you guys let me know if you would totally listen to that i'm going to be on drums and amber's going to be lead vocals oh what you know i've been practicing this okay the air drums so i know shoot. her one hand goes a little crazy with it that does. one the right hand it's my dominant hand gets nuts <laughs> so in this episode, or not this episode, but in this chapter, I guess this is this, this episode, is episode. Paul points out that the Jews were given the promises of God, which is the law, but that that doesn't mean that with this advantage that the Jews somehow are immune to God's judgment. This whole chapter really discusses about how we're all under sin, we're all slaves to sin, Jews and Gentiles alike, and how God has provided a way for us to be able to be with him and to be forgiven. Yeah. So... You know, the first, I would say, eight verses of it really talks about the human, I think, about the human thought process around sin. They do. It's almost like they're arguing against, I mean, the very first verse of Romans 3. It's Because remember, at the time, who Paul is talking to, when he's writing this letter, because there is an upheaval. I mean, Christ was, like, it's not something like right now, where we've had Christ for thousands of years right and we've never known a world without christ try and keep in mind that christ was just crucified so this is all very new so this movement towards jesus this movement towards this new almost 
I don't want to say spiritual, but religious aspect, because now it's, you know, he's speaking to the Roman Catholic Church. But keep in mind, too, there's still a very large Jewish population going on in Rome. So there's kind of Mm -hmm. like a religious tug of war going on. Well, it is because you have the ones that are still following the Pharisees and following the law to a T versus the ones who have seen Christ, saw him get crucified, even the disciples who saw him ascend into heaven, like... It's a small group of people that are starting to grow and grow and grow based on him, the disciples spreading the gospel. It's a revolution. Revolution is. is happening. So that's kind of why if it seems like Paul's calling out the Jews is because they are, in a sense, because at the beginning of this, he forms a logical Jewish human question of what good is it then to be Jew? And he says it's, it is it is good to be a Jew. I mean, you were entrusted as God's chosen people with right. his word, with his laws, We just experienced all of this. I mean, it's not, he's not trying to say in any form that Jews are being persecuted. It's nothing like that. He's saying it is. But at the same time, we still now, now with our escape plan of Jesus, we now all follow underneath God's judgment, God's wrath for our sins. Because we're all sinful. So he's kind of, not kind of, but I mean, he's telling them the law isn't good enough. Like just following the law, but still remaining sinful and carrying out sins and being unrepentful is that a word unrepentful you know what unrepenting i don't either one i think would work okay i don't think it really matters it makes sense to me i mean it matters to to you you know i know but it 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 all works for me but being unrepenting for your sins is it's kind of a problem (laughs) god kind of sees that as an issue it does so in romans chapter 3 verses 5 through 8 it's interesting because I read in the logo software that he Paul is really kind of thinking of what the Jews counter argument is going to be and that this is what it is. And they're very teenage arguments. In my yes. Opinion. Like if you've ever argued with a teenager before and they've given Goodness. you like a rebuttal to something and you're like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Right. And then they try to explain it to you and it doesn't make any more sense. And you're like, you're not, you're not doing yourself any favors. But in these verses, it says, but some might say our sinfulness serves a good purpose for it helps people see how righteous God is. Isn't it unfair then for him to punish us? This is merely a human point of view. Of course not. If God were not entirely fair, how would he be qualified to judge the world? But someone might still argue, how can God condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights his truthfulness and brings him more glory? And some people even slander us by claiming that we say, the more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned. So basically their argument is, well, if us sinning highlights the glory of God and how forgiving God Mm -hmm. is, then doesn't it make sense to just keep sinning because it glorifies God? Which is such a warped way of thinking. Ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thought of, well, I'm just going to keep sinning because it glorifies God. What glorifies God in your sinning is that you have been forgiven for your sins and Mm -hmm. your transgressions. Mm And you repented. I think a lot of people forget, and I think that's what Paul tried to highlight in the first two chapters, is you repenting is what brings about that glory. You've repented when you sin and you've, you know, done wrong and you've been for you when you forgive, you truly want to be forgiven. Like just speaking the words is is nothing. Right. You want to change. It's all about a change of heart posture and being what God really designed you to be. And what kind of God would we serve if he was like, yeah, like clapping everybody who's like, oh, you're doing wrong. Good job. Keep going. And let just continue to show them how amazing I am by forgiving you with all of your sinful nature. 
And that's what Jews were kind of saying in the first two chapters, as Paul brought up, is that they're like, well, we, we follow the laws. Mm-hmm. Following the law that God gave you isn't enough. No. And that now I've, and he, they say he's an unjust God in the sense of, well, he's condemned us. Yeah, but he also gave you Jesus. So right. we are condemned because of our sin, but he gave you a way out. Right. It's not like he just was like, oh, well. Like I gave you, I gave you these laws to follow and, you know, you're just not doing it quite yeah. well enough. So that's it. That's all. That's all I got for you. And that was in the previous episodes where we talked about how merciful he is. Like we're hanging our laurels on him being merciful Mm -hmm. as opposed to truly being repentant of our sins. We're just like, oh, well, you know, he's he's a merciful God. So, of Mm -hmm. course, he forgives me. You still have to ask. It's taking advantage. Yeah. It's taking advantage of the biggest gift that we can ever receive in our lives and just doing it. Be like, you know what? I can continue to do this because God's going to forgive me anyway. It's a terrible way of thinking. Yeah. And it may. And the more... We've talked about that in the previous episodes, too, that good works aren't or what's not going to there's no tally sheet. It's mm-hmm. not what's going to get you into heaven. But the good works follow the faith. Now, the <laughs> and if you don't believe what a wicked <laughs> human species we are, Paul's going to tell you. He sure is. He's going to tell you in Romans 3, 10 through 18, as the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good. Not a single one. Their talk is foul like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, ah. (laughs) So Paul's pretty much saying, look at how terrible we are. Like, you're really like, there's not a single person. Like, you cannot find a single person on this earth who is just a good person. There's the only person that is good is Jesus. Jesus is the only good person. There is there's little bits of bad and evil in all of us, which is Mm -hmm. why we need Christ, which is why we constantly need to repent and to work on ourselves and ask for God to help us work on ourselves so that we don't have those things because it's inherent in us. We live in a sinful world. I think a lot of people forget, too, that when we say it's in our nature, it is by our nature of being human to be led to sin. Yeah. That's the whole point of hearing the Adam and Eve story. We are a a fractured species. I mean, God created us in his image, but we have to remember that we're not God. We might be in his image, and Mm -hmm. that's what he created us to, to resemble, but we're not God. And so we're fractured people we are and even after the flood and once you know the world started to get repopulated again we still continued to be sinful and god could have called it quits right then and there and destroyed everybody mm-hmm. but he didn't he made a promise that he wouldn't do that again and that's what's thankful for when we think about people like noah yeah is that there's still because there's times i don't know if you see this but there's times sometimes when i'm watching the news and stuff and i'm like there's no good left here yeah there's no good left but then I'll see something on on Instagram or something mm-hmm. on Facebook or something where it almost redeems my faith yeah. in portions of humanity. I'm like, okay, there's still there's still some some hope. Yeah. That there's people still attempting to be good. Yeah. Like the works of Jesus. And you just see those and the saddest part is it's the people that rescue the dogs on the side of the road. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> when everybody's trying to like just pass them by or run them over, I'm like, oh my gosh. I cried the other day watching a video of a woman who heard sounds in a river and she found three puppies in a bag. 
Like it, it disgusts me thinking that there are people in the world who think that that's okay. And then thinking about those poor puppies suffering and what they're going to go through before they die and suffocate in that bag. And then this woman who finds them, like it was just a roller coaster of emotions. I was angry. I was sad. I was happy. It was like, I mean, I'm, you know me, cause I listen to true crime all the time. So it still <laughs> baffles me a lot of the times what humans can do to each other. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it's so sad, but for some reason when people hurt animals and i think it's just because maybe they're defenseless it's like what are they you know it is de- they are defenseless they're what just, is a puppy gonna do innocent. to you there's nothing i mean so i don't know if that's why it hits harder because i'm like you have to be really depraved mm-hmm. to you have you to know, be depraved to do anything to anybody but i mean i'll say this and i don't want anybody to think weird of me but sometimes you know i'll watch snapped Mm-hmm. I can kind of, I, I get it. <laughs> like, I get it sometimes. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it's right. But sometimes I'm like, I get it. I, I could see their thought process and I totally get it, but it's not right. But right. puppies? Yeah. Puppies, guys. I know. They don't do anything but just be cute. So back at it with, um. so I did, I said that the next two verses are kind of some of my favorites. And I'm trying to remember why. It's the Bible. Do you need a I mean, that's true. But it really just, it, you know, I'll just, I'll read it for you. So Romans 3, 19 through 20, obviously the law applies to those to whom it was given for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. And I think part of the reason that they are my favorites is because it talks about how it keeps people from having any excuses. You have zero Zero so all excuses. the arguments at the beginning that they're giving us, <laughs> their teenage arguments that make zero sense whatsoever, it's not an excuse. Like, we can argue until we're blue in the face, but we still, at the end of the day, don't have an excuse. Right. And it's, I try to think of, like, how it would be in today's world with, like, why we have rules and stuff, and it's for our protection. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like with God's law and everything, it's for our protection and to continue to be obedient to him because don't get us wrong laws are very important society wise yes think about if we didn't have laws it would be mass chaos Mm -hmm. i mean we have rules laws punishments things that apply but with god it's our faith in god our faith in jesus Mm -hmm. leads to our obedience basically right I mean, when you're not following God, you've turned away from God. Think about how disobedient you are. Once you have that faith, you let Jesus into your heart. The obedience follows naturally. Mm-hmm. It does because you you want to do things that are pleasing to God because the things that are pleasing to God are now pleasing to you mm-hmm. because you have Christ in you. So mm-hmm. I think that you and know, your heart is circumcised and in your circumcised heart. Exactly. I can't. Because <laughs> in this chapter, Paul talks about how God has so God has plan. I mean, I. If you've ever been to church, you know God has a plan. He does. And I, it, yeah, I just, from the beginning of time, like before he even created man, he knew everything that was going to have to happen. And what's interesting too is that the mentality of a human is if we don't, like we're used to instant gratification, instant Mm -hmm. gratification. That's something I think of Satan because Mm -hmm. patience is, as they say, a virtue. virtue. And God's timing and our timing is very different. Oh, just wait till we talk about Abraham a little bit in the next episode. In the next episode, we'll talk about Abraham. Uh, But even look at Moses. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was because Kendall talks about the verse, you know, the remaining of this chapter she likes, she adheres to Moses. She, she's uh, comparing it to 
Moses. But, you know, God promised them the promised land. Again, didn't follow what God was saying. He was just, I mean, justively justified them. (laughs) As in, he said, you know what, you guys, you're not following the word. You're Mm -hmm. not, you don't have faith. Basically, if you think about Moses, it was the lack of faith. That's true. It wasn't the issue of, oh, you didn't follow what I said. It was the lack of faith. That's true. They, they were constantly moaning. They were like, oh, I mean, at one point they sit, they sat there and said, oh, I can't believe you rescued us from Egyptian slavery after the last 400 years to come out here and die in the desert. Yeah. So they didn't put their faith in what God has said. And right. so they were punished justly. Because they didn't get it right when they wanted it. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the instant gratification. They thought they were just going to wander in the promised land. Oh, my gosh, here it is. And that they were going to have to work for it. Yeah. And then so now they had to wait 40 years. So God's timing is not necessarily, because I think what it was supposed to take, what did mom tell us one time? It's supposed to take, what, a week? I think so. Something. A week of a trek, and they couldn't for a yeah. week not complain about something or have faith. And I think what bothered me about that, you know, comparing this to Moses is when we talk about the lack of faith, and I tell you what bothers me about the Moses story is that they witness, I mean, with their own eyes. It's mm-hmm. not like in today's time where, I mean, we... We witness miraculousness all the time. I mean, we do. But the actual power of God, I mean, he was following them by day, following them by night, like a a lit fire. Mm -hmm. But they just experienced how Moses got them out of slavery, released them from slavery with the 10 plagues. You sat here and watched the 10 plagues with your own eyes and how you as a Jew avoided all of that. Mm -hmm. And you still lacked the faith that God was asking. And so I think that's why with the whole laws and and following. And so if you think about the story, you know, people are like, oh, well, they didn't follow the law. It was not the laws. They weren't faithful. It was the lack of faith. So when we get to Romans 3, 25 through 26, because we talked about how at the beginning, you know, the rumblings are, how is it fair for God to judge us when he knows we're already, I mean, we've been condemned. Mm Mm-hmm. And we said Jesus was the sacrifice. Now, as Kendall just said, he could have just threw his hands up and been like, oh, well. He could. And I've, I've you know, it's seen. Like you guys brought it on yourself. Seen things all the time and knowing that Jesus was not, he didn't have any doubts. Jesus never had any doubts. But that he, he struggled and he had asked God if it were possible for this cup to be taken away from him, that it will be. But obviously God's will be done over his will. Like knowing that and that at any point in time, Angels would have come down and massacred everybody of what they just did to Jesus if Jesus said the word. Mm-hmm. And that he didn't. He didn't say, you know what? You guys complain too much. You've, you're gambling over my clothes. You're blaspheming me all over the place. Like, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Like, and that shows, too, that our, the sacrificial lamb that was sent for mm-hmm. us, look at the faith that lamb had. Yes. That this was God's plan. This was God's work. And I think we forget about that a lot of the times when we kind of gloss over the crucifixion Mm -hmm. because it very much when you're looking at it you're like this guy at any time could be like Mm -hmm. and at the same time with his last remaining breaths ask for god to forgive us because we do not know what we do but for us to be so loved that god said you know what has to be done Mm -hmm. like he's still at the end of the day seen seen the dark and wicked side of humanity Still said, I love them and I want them with me. Yep. And so we get to Romans 3, 27 through 28. We can't both. I think one thing that we talked about with Romans 1 and 2 is that, again, 
we're not going after the Jewish people. <laughs> but because they have the knowledge of we are God's chosen people, we do have the laws, we have nothing to boast about, even though you do have that in me. And, you know, as us as Gentiles over here don't have that, doesn't give anybody an ability to boast about anything. No, and it doesn't make either one of us better than the other. So just yeah. because the Jews were given the law doesn't mean that they're better than the Gentiles who weren't given the law. And that was proven and in Jesus, that's previous Jesus things. Was. Jesus is that bridge. Yes. For all of that. And it shows how good God is. And we, I mean, let's be honest, we can't boast about anything that God has done because we haven't done anything to earn it. Yeah. And that's something important too, is that to remember that the gift that God has given us, this miraculous gift that God has given us in Jesus, we didn't do anything to earn it and we don't ever have to do anything to earn it. The good works, they're not going to be tallied up again, you know, and say, oh, well, Amber did this and Kendall did this. And so we're not in a race. No. And we don't have to do anything other than accept it and have faith in him. I mean, it's pretty easy. It is. It's not an easy life sometimes. It's, I mean, it never will be. Life in general is just, it's not meant to be easy. But having faith in a relationship with God is. Oh, God. And when we look at today, it's definitely not. I don't think it's ever been easy to be a Christian. No. But especially in a world we're living in right now, I don't think it's remotely easy to be a Christian. I don't think so. And I... I honestly think it's going to become increasingly more difficult. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So that's Romans 3, guys. That is Romans 3. Join us next time. We'll talk about Romans 4. We sure will. Um, I hope everybody has a great week. And please remember that you can email us at livinglifelegit7 at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, living underscore life underscore legit. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know if you have any prayer requests. we got the holidays coming up. We know how things can get and starting to get chilly here where we are. Oh, and it's back and forth. And it's November 11th. So happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. We love all of our veterans. We do. Thank you for your service and everything you've done. I read something that they didn't like that. Thank you for your service. I don't know. I didn't read the article, but. (laughs) You just read the caption. I just read the caption. I was like, wow, weird. But um, we do appreciate all of our servicemen. We do. Uncle Dave. Uncle David. Yeah. Without them, we wouldn't be. Yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Holding down fort in D.C. We wouldn't live in the free country that we live in without our servicemen and women. I have a very found, found, very profound appreciation for all of our servicemen and women. I'm glad you found it. I did find it. I found my profoundness in our (laughs) servicemen and women, and we appreciate them all. Thank you very much. Jesus loves the center. Jesus loves the center. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.